Hello everybody, you're listening to the 10th inning here with your host, Nick O'Dwyer. In this episode, I want to talk to you about week 12 in the NFL season. As of right now, now the week is not over, we still have that Monday night game, Los Angeles Rams versus the Baltimore Ravens. That's going to be a great game, but I want to give you what I think so far has been going on this week. What are the biggest storylines going after this week? Who can possibly make the playoffs with what they're doing now and who is just on a downtrend right now? So first, let's start with this Thursday night game with the Texans and the Colts. Now, the Texans won this one to get that division lead, get a win over the Colts, who they lost to earlier in the season. So big win for the Houston Texans. Right now, they are the division frontrunners and Deshaun Watson potential MVP candidate maybe not after that game against Baltimore but he's still probably top five didn't have a great game but he played well enough got the victory that's what it's all about 19 for 30 298 yards two touchdowns one interception Carlos Hyde 67 yards on the ground helped him out a little bit but Watson was really helped out by the return of wide receiver Will Fuller Now, we all know DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best receivers in the game. That's without question. One of the more underrated wide receivers in the league, though, potentially because he plays next to Hopkins, is Will Fuller. Will Fuller, great wide receiver. He had seven receptions, 140 yards. Hopkins got the two touchdowns, so those were the big plays. But I know Deshaun Watson was glad to have Will Fuller back. And for good reason, his offensive line, the Texans offensive line, still not great, still not giving Watson the time they need because they were going up against a Colts defense who, Colts defense, not bad whatsoever. They're actually a decent defense, but they only had one sack this week. So Texans offensive line was doing better. They needed to do better after that show they put on against the Ravens where they allowed six sacks. And then going to the Colts, offensively, Jacoby Brissett was back. Not a good game, though. 16 for 25, 129 total yard. That's not what you want to see out of your starter. He only got sacked once, no touchdowns, no interceptions. And then with Marlon Mack, sideline with a, ha- with a broken hand, Jonathan Williams took the majority of the rushes, 26 carries, 104 yards, one touchdown on the day. And my biggest takeaway from this game was... What exactly I just said, the Texans needed to come in and win this game at home. That's exactly what they did. They're the division front runners right now. If the season were to end today, the Colts would not currently sit in a playoff spot right now. So huge win for the Texans. This is what they needed to do. Good for them. Now, my next biggest thing that I learned from this week, the Steelers are for real. Okay, they're just playing the Bengals, and Mason Rudolph got benched for their backup in Hodges, but they won 16-10. If the playoffs were to end today, they're the one who sits in that last playoff spot. They have the final playoff spot. I mean, it wasn't a pretty game from the offensive side. Hodges, 5 for 11, 118 yards, one touchdown. James Washington was their leading receiver, three receptions, 98 yards, one touchdown. Could be a coming out party for Washington with Juju sideline. So good game for him. But their defense, their defense is doing exactly what they need to do. They held Ryan Finley 12 for 26, 192 yards, one touchdown. And then Joe Mixon to 18 carries and 79 yards. Yeah, Tyler Boyd, five receptions, 101 yards. But 
Tyler Boyd's one of the, when he's healthy, he's one of the best playmakers in the league, so it's a little understandable. But the Steelers' defense, they came up right when they needed to. They forced four fumbles from Cincinnati. Cincinnati only lost two of them, but you're making them throw turnovers. That's the biggest thing. And on top of that, they added four sacks and six tackle for losses in the game. Their defense was right where it needed to be again. It may have just been because it was the 0-11 Bengals, but as of right now, it looks like even with their offensive troubles, they're still looking good to make the playoffs, which honestly not many people thought after Ben Roethlisberger went down in the first week of the season with the elbow injury. So not many people saw it. Props to the Steelers. I don't care that it was the 0-11 Bengals. No one expected the Steelers to be over 500. Up to this point in the season right now, they are over 500. Great job. Next thing I learned was the Bears, even though their offense still isn't great, they're fighting. They're fighting for their lives to make the playoffs. They will not give up. They won't surrender. They want to push to make the playoffs. They ended up beating the Giants 19-14, moved to 5-6 and six on the season. Trubisky, a better game in terms of passing yards, but he still had a couple of turnovers. 25-41, for 41, 278 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Their rushing game, once again, did nothing for him. Tyreek Cohen, six carries, 25 yards on the ground, not helping whatsoever. Now we all know their defense is what's going to take them to the playoffs if they make it. But the offense has got to start to do something. Now, they were helping a little bit on this, but not really. You have to learn to do something. I mean, that's just the end of the... That's bottom line how it is. Offense needs to help, but the Bears will not go down without a fight. They move to 5-6, and six, one step closer to the playoffs, but they'll need to be on fire these next couple weeks if they want a legitimate chance with the Packers, with the Vikings, both in that division, if they want a legitimate chance to make the playoffs. It was helped out by a Packers loss last night to the 49ers, and since we're talking about that, we'll go right into that. It was helped with a Packers loss to the 49ers, and the 49ers decimated Packers. They made them look like chumps. Now, one thing I've noticed about the Packers is, on offense, they're either really good or they're really bad. There's no in-between there. This week, they were really bad. Could it just be they were having an off week? Well, probably not, because they were coming off their bye week. They just so happened to run into probably the best defensive team in the NFC right now. Potentially the NFL, them and the Patriots would be the only two in there. But the 49ers ended up winning 37-8 to in the game. Aaron Rodgers, 20 for 33, 104 yards, one touchdown. Rodgers was barely getting five yards of completion against the Niners. The Niners held them to nothing. It was a great game. In the first half, it was 23 to nothing, 49ers. The Packers finally ended up scoring. They got a two-point conversion, made it. They got eight points in the third quarter, but it just wasn't enough. 49ers scored 14 points in the second half, made it, so they couldn't do anything. It was 23 to 8, but then it quickly got to 37 to 8. 49ers are not to be messed with whatsoever. Now, they may be running into their toughest test next week in Baltimore Ravens just because of Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is possibly the scariest quarterback to go up against just because you have no idea what he's going to do. You can game plan for it, but you can't stop it. There have only been two teams who have, quote, stopped it this season. That was the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cleveland Browns. But even then, Lamar may not have had a great game in the air, 
but on the ground, you don't know what he's going to do. You can game plan for him, but you can't stop him. That's the toughest thing about him. It's Michael Vick in his prime. Randall Cunningham in his prime. You can game plan for these guys, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. That will be a great matchup next week. It sucks that it's a 1 o'clock matchup, but that's what it is. The NFL decided not to flex that back, but you have, one, the 49ers' great defense going up against the Baltimore Ravens' number one scoring offense. Now, the Baltimore Ravens already defeated the New England Patriots, who have number one defense up to that point in the season. They already defeated them. Can they do the same to the 49ers? Well, this is where the offense of the 49ers needs to come into play. And if they do the same against the Packers, they have a decent chance. Jimmy Garoppolo, 14 for 20, 253 yards, two touchdowns on the day. On the ground, Moster, six carries, 45 yards, one touchdown. And then in the receiving, Greg Kittle, six receptions, 129 yards, one touchdown on the day. I mean, there was no stopping them. The Packers' defense has gotten so much better. There's still obviously areas they need to improve in, but based off last season, they are so much improved. This was a dominant victory for the 49ers, who right now looks like they could easily lock up that number one position in the NFC. But next week will be their toughest matchup yet with the quarterback they're facing. Not saying, oh, well, Lamar Jackson's better than Aaron Rodgers, because Depending on how you look at that, most people would say no. I would be one of those guys. As a traditional quarterback, of course he's not better. As a playmaker, though, he's one of the best in the league. So that'll be a good matchup to watch. The Ravens do play another NFC West team tonight in the Los Angeles Rams. If the Rams get lost, that could help the 49ers cause out. If the Rams get a win... That would help their case out, obviously, as they're trying to push into the playoffs right now. So that will be a very good matchup to watch. Then we have the Browns beating the Dolphins. Now, as every team has said this season when they played the Dolphins, well, it's just the Dolphins, and not every team. Every fan has said, well, it's just the Dolphins. Well, the Browns ended up beating the Dolphins 41-21. to Their defense didn't play great after Miles Garrett, no longer there, suspended indefinitely. That was upheld, but Baker Mayfield, 24 for 34, 327 yards, three touchdowns, one interceptions, one interception. Nick Chubb, 21 carries, 160 yards, one touchdown. Jarvis Landry, 10 receptions, 148 yards, two touchdowns. Then Odell Beckham Jr. caught his first touchdown pass since week two for a combined three touchdown passes from Baker Mayfield. But on defense, though, that's their problem. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 21 for 39, 214 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Their leading rusher, you guessed it, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Five carries, 45 yards, one touchdown. Now, not a bad game from Cleveland. They had it in the bag the whole time. Closest the game ever was was 28 to 17 Cleveland. Other than when it's seven nothing and when it was zero zero. So it was really never in doubt for Cleveland. And this coming off last week's victory against the Steelers, this could be a game that pushes them into the playoffs. Possibly they're five and six. They're trending upwards. They have the their easy part of the schedule right now. So you never know what the NFL can do without Miles Garrett. It'll be a very big loss for them. I don't know if they can overcome that in the long run. But right now, let the Browns celebrate for them doing good. Again, I don't think it's sustainable because in their next couple games, yeah, they have an easy schedule. But in their next six weeks, they have the Steelers, Bengals, the Cardinals, the Ravens, and the Bengals once again. So the Ravens and the Steelers are the only teams above 500 on that list. So it's a favorable schedule for the Cleveland Browns. The Steelers might, well, 
Steelers in next week. So they will be 500 by the time they play. The Ravens right now are the division winners. Browns-Steelers is going to be a ginormous matchup for the Browns. If they can end up winning, it looks like they might take over that second wildcard spot and be in a position to make the playoffs. But next week will be the big game for the Browns. And if their offense plays like they did, Yesterday, they have a really good shot because we know the Steelers' offense isn't great. Their defense is what's making them great. Browns, they're built on offense. If their offense is clicking, they're going to be a really good team and a hard team to stop. On defense, though, you can get away. You can exploit some weaknesses. I don't know if the Steelers are going to be able to do that, though. So Browns trending upward at the right time with the right part of their schedule. Two more games I want to talk about. What I learned from the Seahawks and Eagles game. Well, the Eagles, hate to say it, don't look like a playoff team this year. I mean, Carson Wentz, man, he's not looked good. In fairness, he doesn't have all the receiver help he could get. But Zach Ertz, still one of the best tight ends in the league. And watching the game yesterday, yeah, the receivers didn't help him out too much all the time. But you also missed some really easy throws. There were some really easy throws that Wentz just couldn't get a handle of. Now, the Seahawks offense, one of the best in the league. Seahawks defense, really not bad at all. They made Wentz not look great. 33 for 45, 256 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Miles Sanders on the ground, 12 carries, 63 yards. Zach Ertz, leading receiver, 12 receptions, 91 yards, one touchdown. Not a great game. They fall to 5-6. and six. Luckily, the Cowboys ended up losing to the Patriots, which that will be the next game I get into. But, not great for the Eagles. The good thing for the Eagles right now, it would have been a huge momentum boost if they got the victory. But, they have the easiest schedule based on win percentage for the rest of the season. They have the Dolphins next week, then the Giants, then the Redskins, then the Cowboys, the only team above 500, then the Giants once again. So, it's not looking terrible for them right now, but... I'm expecting at at least one more loss, possibly two more losses, which says to me, I don't know if they'll make the playoffs. I really don't know if they'll make the playoffs. Carson Wentz has to start to get more consistent, and he's just not consistent right now. That's the problem. If he is consistent, then he's one of the best in the league, but those injuries might be catching up to him, and right now he's not consistent. Yeah, they went against the Seahawks, one of the best teams in the league, have the potential MVP. Now, I'm putting a hot take out there right now. Not really a hot take, but Russell Wilson may have played himself out of the MVP in this game, depending on what Lamar Jackson does tonight. Wilson had a beautiful throw for a touchdown, but other than that, he really didn't seem on today. 13 for 25, 200 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Not a terrible game by any means, but this is now two times this season Wilson has had a below-average game, a very below-average game for an MVP candidate. So, probably didn't take himself out of the category, but it depends what Lamar does tonight. But Seahawks got the victory. They sit at 9-2, and two, one game behind the San Francisco 49ers. And their schedule, not easy, but they should be able to make it. They have the Vikings at home, then they go to LA, face the Rams, go to Carolina, get the Panthers, have the Cardinals at home, and they end the season at home against the 49ers. That could be the game of the week, the game that decides the NFC West. We'll just have to wait and see, though, because we don't know what's going to happen. Either way, it looks like it's pretty safe to say that the Seattle Seahawks will be making the playoffs thanks to this victory. They sit at 9-2. and Now, the last game I want to talk about is the Cowboys-Patriots game. What I learned is... The Cowboys' offense is not good. Now, you can say the Patriots' defense is really good, 
and all of that, which it is. No denying that. But the Cowboys offense is not good. They were playing in a lot of weather. Yeah, it was a lot of weather. But I think Gronk said it best on his halftime report when he said it and if you haven't heard that i'm just gonna do a quick little tidbit of it but you should go here he was like well the patriots they practice in all sorts of things and the cowboys if it starts raining jerry jones just comes up oh you want you guys want to go practice in the bubble it, it was great but that's also true they aren't used to playing in that type of weather not an excuse for them they still that's honestly one problem about playing in a dome you're not used to that you're not accustomed to that the Patriots are accustomed to that they took full advantage even though their offense still not good at all the end of the score was 13 to 9 Dak Prescott if we're talking about oh well, he outplayed him by yards he technically did 19 for 33 212 yards one interception Tom Brady 17 for 37 190 yards one touchdown then Elliott and Michelle both played about the same 21 carries 86 yards for Elliott 20 carries 85 yards for Michelle but the Cowboys they could not get it together what really changed the game was in the first quarter Nikhil Harry Nikhil Harry scored a touchdown off a 10-yard pass from Tom Brady his first of the season but this was after a punt block from the Patriots special teams Matthew Slater one of the best special teams player in the league and that honestly turned the momentum around so quickly in the first quarter Patriots took the lead they never relinquished the lead Cowboys couldn't do anything other than make a field goal and they missed their first field goal opportunity kicking into the win at 48 yards and that plus the block punt that all changed the momentum put it on the Patriots side but Cowboys offense you beat the teams you're supposed to be but you're non-existent against the really good teams if you make the playoffs is this what we're gonna see because if it is you're out we have to see something better and it starts with the man who's trying to get a new contract this season Dak Prescott he's had some of the best games this season as an offensive player but then he's had some of the most pedestrian games as an offensive player so we just really have to see better from Dak Prescott and the Cowboys good win for the Patriots they increase their conference lead over the Baltimore Ravens Ravens sit at eight and two New England sits at ten and one good win for the Patriots that could this could honestly be a win that puts New England in that first seed once again that it seems like they're almost always in they do have a couple of tough games coming up their next two weeks they go into Houston play the Texans then the Chiefs come into town rematch of the AFC championship from last season but after that they have the Bengals the Bills and the Dolphins. Bills won't be an easy matchup, but it looks like they'll definitely make the playoffs again, and it looks like if they can get past these next two weeks, they're looking at a number, another number one seed again. So, good, good for the Patriots, but your offense needs to play better. You're relying too much on your defense right now, and you have the greatest quarterback of all time. No, Tom Brady's going to come alive. Just wait for it. He will, and it's going to be scary for other teams. The Cowboys, though. Cowboys, they have the Bills coming into Dallas. Then they go into Chicago to face the Bears. Then the Rams come in, play them. Then the Cowboys march to Philadelphia, play Philly. Then they end the season against the Washington Redskins. So their next four games will really decide if they're a playoff team or not. In my opinion, they need to win at least three of them. They need to win at least three of them. Get to nine and six. Because if they don't, the Eagles could come back with what the Eagles schedule looks like right now. So, those are my thoughts up to this point in the regular season. Again, tonight, the Monday night game between the Los Angeles Rams and the Baltimore Ravens. Marcus Peters traded from the Rams to the Ravens midseason. So, the Rams could get Jalen Ramsey. So, it'll be a very good matchup. 
I hope you're watching. For the 10th inning, Nicko Dwyer, see ya.